Hello, welcome back. This is episode number 13 and today we've got tips and tricks or more tips and tricks from our solo travel tribe community. I hope you guys enjoy. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share and connect with fellow solo women travelers from all over the globe. Hey ladies, so every week within Solo Woman Travel Tribe we post a travel tip, so it's called Travel Tip Tuesday, and I often ask our community, if you were to give some advice to say one of your good friends who is heading off on her first solo trip, what would it be? And we get some really, really great responses, so I wanted to share you share these with you guys again. All right. So from Qatar, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, her tip is to travel light. And I think that's a great tip because I am a terrible, terrible overpacker. And when I moved home from London and I did a two-month trip around Europe, I went from like 45 degree heat in Egypt down to like minus two in Russia and it was snowing. So you know, traveling light was imperative. I had to literally use everything that I packed. Uh, so I think that's some great advice. Another one here is from Krista. You usually only wear one or two pairs of shoes on a trip, so make sure you have comfortable ones. Great advice. So how many of us can put our hands up and say that we have taken unnecessary pairs of shoes? I definitely have been one of those people. <laughs> I remember actually being on a trip with a friend whose name I will not mention, and she took, I think, two pairs of boots, a pair of high heels, a pair of walking shoes, a pair of jandals, and something else. And I remember the boots just took up so much space in her suitcase, and to me it was completely unnecessary, but <laughs> I don't know, for some reason that memory has really stuck in my mind. <laughs> All right, we've got one here from, I want to say, Cherise. I hope I'm saying that one right. And her tip is to eat local food. And that's an awesome tip because not only do you get to experience, yeah, the local way of life and, and you know, immerse yourself in the culture and stuff like that, but usually eating the local food is a lot cheaper. So you will actually save yourself money at the same time. And when it comes to e eating local food, I think the one of the best tips I ever got was, Go where all of the locals are. So if there's people crowding around a food stall or, you know, there's one restaurant and it's just full of locals, go there. Don't go to the one that's empty. Don't go to the one where it's a ghost town because there's a reason why it's empty. There's a reason it's a ghost town. So, yeah, eat local food. All right, the next one here is from Desiree. Pack a pashmina. So um, a pashmina for those of you who don't know, also is like a large scarf, like a really wide scarf. So she's got here, it can keep you warm. Cover your shoulders if you go into a holy place. Use uh, You can use it as a sarong on the beach if you need to. You can also use it to sit on, and it can be incredibly useful on each trip. That is so true. I think um, as women, like that should be one thing that we pack for every single trip. They are so versatile. I've also heard that you can make them into a bag if need be. Apparently, there's like a YouTube video where it teaches you how to tie it up 
into a bag. I'm not sure how that works. Um, but also I have seen another YouTube video um, with a, like a really wide pashmina or a really wide scarf and it teaches you how to wear it like as a top or a dress in multiple different ways, which is quite cool. So it just gives you different outfits. All right, another one here is from Mag and she's got always have a plan B, C, D <laughs> and extra underwear. I love that. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, it is always good to have a plan B, especially if you're traveling without fixed plans, so to speak. So not everything is sort of booked ahead of time. Um, you know, be willing to be open to change and have a backup plan. I think that's great advice. And as for extra underwear, definitely. <laughs> Make sure you always pack a pair of underwear in your um, carry-on bag on the plane as well, because... Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've had that experience where my checked bag has not arrived at at my destination with me. And if you want to have a shower and get changed, or if you've been traveling from a long for a long period of time, it is nice to be able to put on clean clothes. Alright, from Kaja. Be open-minded to experiences and take yourself out your normal comfort zone. And then she's got in brackets in a safe and reasonable way. I think that's really good advice. Um, when you are traveling, like new experiences are all around you and opportunity is all around you. And quite often it can put you outside of your comfort zone. But, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people who are not willing to, to you know, um, absorb themselves in the culture or fully get that experience because they're very, very closed off. So I think that's great advice. Be as open-minded as you can and, and allow yourself to step outside of your comfort zone and I can guarantee you it will always be worth it. Jessie has got a tip here. Take copies of important documents. For example, passport, tickets, credit card numbers on a thumb drive with you or send these to your Hotmail, Gmail, email accounts so that you have access to them whilst you are traveling. That's awesome advice. Uh, I always say to people to either take a screenshot on your phone, which is something I do, and also email it to yourself. But that thumb drive idea is bloody good, so that's awesome. It is really, really helpful to have your passport, a copy of all of your itinerary or anything that you've pre-booked, so your travel insurance and credit card numbers, all of that sort of thing. It is really, really good to, you know, have it in in a, a place that you can access if everything was to disappear. So if you lost your phone, if you lost your wallet, if you lost all of your luggage, absolutely everything, you can still go to a computer in your hotel or your hostel or wherever you are and access your email account and bring up that information. So that's great advice. Thanks, Jessie. Kathleen has got, be prepared to give yourself downtime if you need it, especially as a first-time traveler. Yes, so true. A lot an extra day in your first couple of destinations so that you can adjust. If you have a laptop or tablet or even your phone, check out a movie or TV series, have that ready to go, or have your favorite book with you. And then if you feel overwhelmed, you can take a couple of hours or however long you need to unwind and recharge. You'll learn quickly how much of that you need, but at first it's better to give yourself some buffer time just for you 
instead of trying to cram in everything all at the same time or all at once. Be kind to yourself. That's fantastic advice there, Kathleen. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I love that she's ended with be kind to yourself. As a first-time traveler, I was definitely, I remember my first couple of trips, I was really shocked at, sorry, I should clarify, as a first-time traveler when you're going solo, I was really shocked at how, I guess, how much energy I kind of used and how I, I kind of got exhausted quite quickly, well, not necessarily exhausted, but I needed to unwind. I think this was really good advice. And for a lot of us, like, you know, in our normal working day, we would go to work, we would come home, do some chores or whatever, and then quite often we'll watch TV. I think that's a normal routine for a lot of people. They will watch TV, whether it just be an hour a day or something like that, and that is your unwind time. That's kind of your your nothingness, your, your yeah, I guess unwind is the best word. So I think it's great to recommend building that into your itinerary, and also it's not the amazing race, so don't push yourself, especially when you're first starting out. Give yourself that buffer time, so a lot extra days throughout your itinerary, just so that you can slow it down and you can relax and build in a little bit of you time. So in response to what Kathleen's got, Anne has said that she totally agrees. If you let yourself get exhausted, you are likely to catch any bug that is floating around. So, so true. You are, you know, if you run yourself into the ground, you are, you know, more susceptible to getting a, a bug or getting ill. So definitely be kind and, and look after yourself. Desiree has also said, such great advice, Kathleen. I have done so much traveling with my husband and I was a bit shocked about how I felt when I was by myself. So I decided to be kind to myself and have a few rest days. Very glad I did. Definitely. Thanks, Desiree. All right. Next one is from Cole, and she's got record your adventures in whatever media form you like. So pictures, social media, good old pen and paper, videos. It is so nice to look back on those things in 10 years. You don't think you'll ever forget, but the little things do slip away over the years. Definitely. Thank you, Cole. Um, I like to do a mixture of videos and photos. When I first started out, I used to also do like a travel diary, and I know a lot of friends who do that, so um, I kind of wish I still did that. In response to Cole, somebody's popped here and has said names of people particularly slip away. Definitely, and I want to add to that names of places as well. There's been many times when I've talked about a destination with a friend who's going there for the first time and I've wanted to say, oh, make sure you go to such and such or make sure you go see XYZ, like a little hidden gem that I discovered, but I don't always remember the name or the location. So um, a travel diary is actually a really good idea. Or even just taking a photo of the name of wherever you are as well um, so that you can refer back to it. But yeah, like she says, in, in years to come, you want to be able to remember those things through photos or videos or reading your travel diaries. So definitely great advice. Thank you. Ida has got, have a book or a small notebook. If you're bored, you can read or you can write or you could doodle. I definitely agree. Definitely have something to keep yourself occupied um, when you've got, you know, long waiting times in queues or you're on public transport quite a lot or, you you know, long travel. 
Uh, Desiree's got here, or you can sketch a scene. It doesn't matter if others can't see what it's supposed to be. It's for your memory, not theirs. That's really cool. That's a great idea. Um, Lieber has got, keep enough money on the side for emergencies in cash. That's really, really good advice. It's just to have like a bit of a, a safety net. Um, I personally don't always do it in cash. Sometimes I will have like a little emergency stash of cash, but also a backup credit card or uh, like a travel money card of some sort is also a good way to do it. Allegra, get a one-size-fits-all sink plug. <laughs> My most used travel item. I have to say I was given one of those when I left a job, um, when I left New Zealand to move to London, I was given a one-size-fits-all sink plug. And it actually comes in incredibly handy in places like hostels or Airbnbs and, and things where you can't find a sink plug or, you know, they, they, they have one but it's broken and you find that the water you know, comes out of the sink. And I say that because, yeah, you want to be able to, um, you know, maybe wash your face or get your makeup off or whatever it is. But also I do a lot of washing when I'm traveling for long periods of time. I will do some washing in a bathtub or a sink or whatever I can do it in. So having that, that sink plug is actually very good advice, very useful. Wendy, have your phone charger and battery back up to always have your phone charged. Have your, oh, so take your phone. Sorry, I couldn't quite get my head around that. Have your phone charger with you, so carry it in your in your carry-on bag or with you during the day and have a battery backup, so like a little um, portable charging unit. I always have one of those. They are fantastic. Definitely good advice. Thanks, Wendy. And for those of us who use like our cell phone throughout the day to take photos, you I've got an iPhone and it particularly drains the battery incredibly quickly when you've got it on taking photos and videos of your adventures. So to have that portable um, charger that you can just plug into to top it back up to 100% charged is fantastic because otherwise if it goes flat, then there goes your camera for the day. So awesome advice. Jamie. Buy a steri pen to sterilize drinking water. It will save you money in the long run and keep plastic bottles out of landfills. I don't know what a steri pen is, but this sounds like amazing advice. I am very interested to Google that. Uh, thanks, Jamie. And I think if we can, you know, save money by not buying bottled water and yeah, of course, keep plastic bottles out of landfills. That's a blimmin' awesome idea. Definitely one to Google. Ashley, we take photos of our passports and have them on our phones just in case we were to lose them. I don't know how valid it would be, but it feels better than nothing. I recently got an app called Mobile Passport, which helps me to go through immigration faster when re-entering the U.S. That's great. I didn't know about that app, but I don't have a U.S. passport, so that would probably be why, but... Mobile Passport is the app. If anyone wants to check it out, that's awesome. Sarah has got keep copies of important documents, an extra credit card, and some cash in a separate place from everything else. Perhaps on your person or in a small pocket shoe hiding place in your luggage. That's great advice. Thank you, Sarah. Um, one 
hiding place I heard of recently was inside a tampon box because a thief is very unlikely to go looking for tampons. I thought that was great advice. (laughs) All right, what else? Uh, So D. Lisa has got don't overpack. Everything you think you will need is available wherever you are going and probably for a lot cheaper. And she says she's had a lot of experience with that. Yeah, it's funny because when we're packing, we're like, oh, I don't want to go without that or I might want that or I might want that and I really love that. But that is very true is that you would be surprised at how readily available things are to purchase if you need them. Um, In the majority of countries I've been to, that has definitely been the case. Jennifer has got you do you. If someone says an experience isn't authentic or is too touristy, that doesn't mean you won't enjoy it. If someone advises you to go backpack only and you want to check a bag and take 10 pairs of shoes, do it. If you want to wear a beret and take a picture with a selfie stick in front of the Eiffel Tower, you live your joy. Solo travel is about making your own choices and not conforming to everyone else's idea of what travel should be. Thank you, Jennifer. That's amazing advice. I definitely agree. You do you. You travel the way that you want to travel. You do what lights you up and what it is that you really want to do. That is so important. And Debbie has commented on that and saying, great advice. I almost let someone talk me out of climbing Wainer Pichu inside Machu Picchu, which ended up being one of the best experiences of my life. Now they won't let you climb it anymore. That's interesting. I haven't heard of that. Um, Yeah, definitely. You've just got to do what lights you up. That is just fantastic advice. Jamie, buy some Zota soap for washing your clothes in the sink. I don't know what Zota soap is, but yeah, definitely some some soap of some sort for washing your clothes. This is only if you're a budget traveler or you are traveling somewhere that doesn't have laundry services. Cut a quarter of the bar to take with you. It will last you months, so you don't need much. Fantastic advice. I definitely think um, not even, I don't know, this not always just for a budget traveler, but it can be tricky to get laundry facilities depending on where you're going. And it, it's pretty easy just to fill the sink up with water and just wash a few pairs of undies out every now and again. I think um, I often, when I'm going on long trips, will take like a makeshift washing line that you can just string up somewhere and a few pegs and also some um, soap of some sort to do my washing. I feel sorry for the people who walk in and go, what the heck? (laughs) People who come to clean the room or whatever, you know? Yeah. (laughs) AJ has got always carry a portable charger. You use more data and battery on maps when you're nervous. Oh, that's a good point. Yes, because if you are using your data to look at maps, if you are lost or if you're feeling anxious or nervous, yeah, you will definitely go through your charge on your phone quickly. That's great advice. Jessica has got bring Benadryl with you because when you need it, you won't be able to find it anywhere. I thought Benadryl was cough syrup. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe somebody could clarify that for me. But um, in terms, I mean, if it is cough syrup, I think it's always a good, adv- good advice to bring with you 
any um, medical things that you may need. So I always do like a little makeshift first aid kit with anything that I feel like I could possibly need during my trip. So whether that be, um, you know, some pain relief or some travel sickness pills or some dire stop or some rehydration sachets, all of that sort of thing. So hopefully I've, I've picked up on what she's putting down there. Rachel, Starbucks is your friend in London and Paris, especially if you need to use the bathroom but are far away from a hotel. Yes, uh, it can be really hard to find bathrooms, especially in Europe, I found. So yes, Starbucks, also things like McDonald's can be your best friend when you need to go. Sandra has got put key locks on your bags. Janet has got treat everyone with respect and kindness. That is really nice. And I think that that is fantastic, fantastic advice to end on because treat others how you want to be treated. If you're in a foreign country and you don't know the local customs and and etiquette and things like that, just give everyone the benefit of the doubt and you know, be loving and kind and treat everyone with respect and kindness. Thank you, Janet, for that tip. We're going to end it there. Thank you to all of the ladies who gave so much amazing advice. Um, our community is just full of, yeah, so much knowledge, which is fantastic that we're able to share it. So thanks, everybody, and we will be back next week. Bye. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think, then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.